0: All right, welcome everybody to the Second Coming Podcast. This is 1692, and my beautiful host...
1: Cassidy Aerosmith.
0: Uh, author of six of the books that go along with this podcast that are pretty cool. I think the reason that we did this podcast originally was a lot of people contacted us from all of the United States, uh, where most of our listeners are from, and the readers of our books. And they said that there weren't any podcasts... That were pretty much an open arena, a boundless open arena for talk on religion, politics, origin of life, mathematics, extraterrestrials, uh, all all these subjects that they had, but no intelligent discussions. What they ended up with in some of the other podcasts were a lot of...
1: Comedic answers. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, a lot of uh, people that were kind of guessing at this and that and some long-winded professors giving ideas that we came from monkeys and you know and then aliens were out there in the other galaxies and just you know stuff that doesn't really apply to the average human
1: and another reason that the podcast came up is we had so many people (coughs) who begged for it because they were sick and tired of reading and told us that books are outdated
0: yeah that was pretty wild it was a. Uh, it was kind of eye opening to see that after writing so many books and going to so many book signings and and talking to so many people that read and other authors, that book sales are just, you know, low. Man, they're Terrible. super low. What was it? Seventy five percent of all authors make less than a thousand bucks a year,
1: and even less if you are writing with a publisher.
0: Yeah, of course, because they're going to take most of it, for sure.
1: What was also crazy was to see about some of the biggest star writers, such as Stephen King and J.K. Rowling. They didn't even make most of their money off of books, and you can find them anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, they ended up making all their money on merchandise and movies, and, you know, Hollywood's a real thing, so... We all know who pays for that one. Uh, I think we're going to try and limit this podcast to... Uh, What were we going to do? We were going to do Origin of Life on this one. This is the first podcast, so we're going to test the waters, do some editing, and hopefully know everybody that's listening, they enjoy it. It's going to be really crazy. I think we've got some scheduled that we're going to do that are going to be pretty in depth on certain topics but tonight we're going to kind of run with it let's try it
1: yeah we might float over a few topics too i have a boatload (laughs) of things that i know i want to talk about okay
0: give me some give me let's let's try out the waters here what you, you got
1: you kind of touched on it um when we first opened about how a lot of other podcasters, and um, when it is supposed to be a serious podcast, go off and spiral in such crazy directions. So, uh, my biggest question is: What do you think some of the downfalls are from experts today?
0: I think you you need to open your mind a little bit and and think outside the box. And what we have in today's society is a lot of people who are regurgitating information so you have these professors and these experts who are literally just telling you what they think from what they've read from what someone else thinks from what they've read from what someone else thinks from what they've read and so it's like the telephone game after a while the truth is so convoluted you know and not to mention the fact that you know there's a huge conspiracy out there man and and it's, it's monstrous. You know, JFK said the same thing. It's a monstrous conspiracy. And when the average person faces it, they're just in, in total shock. They don't know what to do. You know, you've got people who, for example, uh, a professor and all of academia, all of science will tell you, oh, there was evolution and we came from monkeys, right? But at the top tier of that we now know from the royal academy of science in london who makes the science books that you read that they do not believe in evolution evolution was written off you know 20 years ago No, nobody believes in evolution nobody who's intelligent no real scientist believes in evolution it doesn't exist
1: an outdated theory yeah
0: total outdated theory and, and it wasn't even the outdated theory it was just a bullshit theory in the beginning to get them through they'll tell you the primordial soup uh, theory, you know, where lightning hit the ground and then all the right chemicals were there and it created life, you know, even that is, uh, you know, total horseshit. And so if you don't have that we came from monkeys, if you don't know where we came from and the primordial soup mixture didn't work, and you're left with a panspermia one in a trillion, trillion, trillion chance, Basically, they have no idea where we come from. But when you talk to an expert or a professor or a teacher or read any book, it will tell you, you know, the evolutionary primordial soup theory. So that's one of the examples. Most podcasts are literally regurgitating the same old information over and over and over. And there's never an answer to it. And so you're left listening to this podcast thinking jesus christ man i've heard all this shit before this is crazy and none of it can be proved
1: my favorite is when they talk about it and talk about it and then they make it so complicated (laughs) while they talk about it because they know all the words to where you don't even know what you're listening to Mm -hmm.
0: well they have to keep that going because it's that quest for knowledge that that search for the answers that gets them the money you know that's what it is it all boils down to money you know as long as you say you're searching for something, you're going to get funding. Yeah. You know, so they keep trying to prove all these theories, but we know at the top tier that those theories don't hold water anymore. They're, they're done. You so know, outdated. this
1: was another one of my questions for people who really are looking um, with all the confusions of the teachings. How can people be more knowledgeable?
0: Well, that's a rough one. There's nothing that you can learn from on the earth that is the truth. That is a scary, that's the monstrous conspiracy. None of this is the truth. The truth is only what they say it is, okay? If you believe it, then it's truth. You know, and if we work with a lot of AI models and, and AI will, will tell you, you can work with a chat bot yourself, you know, if you want to, but AI will tell you there is no truth in this universe, none. The universal truths are mathematics and everything else is just whatever you want to believe, you know? And so what was the question that you just asked me?
1: How can people be more knowledgeable with all the confusion? Micro,
0: macro. Just know that everything in the universe that you're looking at is a larger version of yourself, you know? So you can know truths by looking at them. You know, you look at the sun and the moon, you're going to see protons and neutrons. You see the stars, you're going to see electrons. You see trees growing up, branching out, turning green, taking in oxygen and putting out carbon dioxide, or I'm sorry, taking carbon dioxide and putting out oxygen. You're going to look at your lungs growing down and branching out that are red, taking in oxygen or taking in oxygen, putting out carbon dioxide. So anyway, the point to that is that it's, it's all you, it's a mirror. The Earth is 75% water you're 75% water Earth's 25% carbon mass you are the same you're basically a micro macro of the universe you know if you look at all of the stars and globular galaxies out there then your brain is synapses and neurons of the same mapping pattern basically so everything works the same then you have men who come along and I like to call them witch doctors, but they literally come along and they have all these ideas and things and pharmaceuticals and knowledge and different kind of astrophysicist theories, you know, that don't hold water and evolutionary theories that they just kind of make up to keep getting funded and whatever they can make fit. But it's not true. All you could know is that you were born and the moment that you were born, you had consciousness. And Without consciousness, there is no reality. So therefore, you were born in the year zero. And whatever year you're in, that's what year it is for you. What, however old you are. And you can know the truth by knowing that every seven days, all the cells in your body change. You can look at this in the sky, you can watch the lunar cycles. Every seven days you have a change. Every 28 days you have a major change. That's a month. You know, you do this about 12 times and you have a full change. So you know this, that the day that you're born on every seven days after that is your Sabbath. The church has a Sabbath, which is Sunday. But that's for the church, their company. Your Sabbath is on the day you were born seven days later. Truths like that, can be known by paying attention to the universe you know but i mean the the big thing right now is knowing that you have no idea where you are what you are who you are when you got here how we got here how we evolved there is no evolution we know that that's retarded so Therefore, all of the things that you can know that are truth are from you and all the things that you know that are lies are from someone else telling you something that they got funded for or they're using as a power tool or, uh, you know, a money tool. So there's always that.
1: So you really don't know anything except for the earth and what was already here mm-hmm. for natural things. Yeah,
0: you know yourself, you know, you're going to know You know, an an octopus knows itself enough to know that it can change into whatever it needs to be by thought. The octopus thinks something, changes its own DNA with its mind and becomes another shape so that it can survive its environment. We do the same thing. The only difference is, is we've been told what to think. You know, a deep, crazy experiment is while you're listening to this podcast, close your eyes. Okay, close your eyes and try to picture a palm tree and some coconuts on a little island, okay? Now describe that palm tree to yourself, but you've never learned a language or any words. You know no words, you've never learned a language, you've never heard a word. Describe the tree and the coconut to yourself you can't you can't it's impossible matter of fact you can't even think about the tree you can't be like well it's green well oh that's a word oh it's tall no no that's a word well i feel like nope nope those are words okay the only thing you can do is observe it that's it you can't even make a thought out of it so in the beginning was the word the words with god and god was the word this is the story that we have so god is that data set the words were programmed into you and so were the thoughts that go along with them now are those thoughts and words true you know you need to figure that out because you can't think without these words so if you can't think how do you invent a language right. oh right well who invented the language if they couldn't think then it would be impossible for them to think up a language, right? So they tell you some cockamamie story about how we made sounds and then language evolved and all that, but we know that's wrong. Language is built on mathematics, we all know that. So therefore, there was someone who was in control of knowledge and had all this knowledge, and then their goal was to create man in a reverse image, right, in a mirror image, which is backwards, Mm -hmm. right? And so to create a dumb person that they could control and they control them through thoughts and words, right? So knowing the truth is we're going to go down that rabbit hole in this podcast for sure, you know?
1: Yeah, that was actually my next question on, um, why don't we talk about, or what is the origin 2.0?
0: Oh yeah. We're going to use that as a, a full episode, I think. But there's an interesting thing going on in the world, and it started a few years ago. Uh, I don't even know, six, seven years ago, eight eight years. ago. But Origin 2.0 shows the ignorance of human beings. And what that is, is the Royal Academy of Science in London, and Dr. Uh, James Tour, and what is his name? Perry Marshall, I believe, got together this cockamamie idea where they were going to give away $10 million, to any human on the planet, they'll just give you a check for $10 million is what they say. If you can show proof of origin of life, if you can show a self-replicating code that can error correct and create itself from nothing, they'll give you $10 million. That's how much they do not know where we came from or how this works. Now, Myself personally, I believe I understand how this thing works. So I'm going to teeter lightly on that subject, but we're going to go down that rabbit hole in a whole episode and we're going to give the facts to it. We're going to show how it could work and what what they've been hiding from you. So that's always really cool. But Origin of, Two, of Life 2.0 is a program they have where they're trying to find out where we came from what created dna right what created this program because it's a computer program that's what most people on the streets do not know layman or you know the average human does not understand this in science they know that dna is a computer code it is it is error-correcting computer code, and we have no idea where that came from. It is impossible to evolve. So, I mean, that's a huge jump, you know, and then people immediately go to extraterrestrials and all this alien stuff, and, you know, that's that's a comfortable thing to talk about. It sounds like, oh, that's a good answer, and we'll never know, but that's a distraction.
1: Yeah, I was you know? going to say, for all those Christian people that like to listen to podcasts, I'm sure they were... <laughs> Um, felt like they were winning there for a moment in the beginning, where mm-hmm. we were like, "Oh, there's no way evolution," and they were like, "Yeah, God first Yeah, and uh, you're like, wait a minute, what what is that?
0: Yeah, well, the problem is, is they don't understand what God is. It hasn't been explained to them.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. It's-
0: I mean, to be a Christian is great. That's that's a great foundation. Muslim, Christian, philosophies are great. Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, you know, be a Jew, I guess. I don't know. You know, whatever you're into is is great. Those are great foundations for being a (laughs) non-confrontational, really well-adapted, non-violent, domesticated animal. You are great if you believe in those. You're doing great, okay? And I'm sure the establishment loves you being that you know because you're not a problem but the truth of the matter is you have to know what god is you have to know what the origin of life is and you have to know what your purpose is and that purpose isn't well my purpose is going to be uh my purpose is i'm here to make people happy and dance uh that's ridiculous (laughs) you know that's like people who look at you and they're like i want to know the answers to the universe i'm really interested in this i'm really interested in all these things And then you go, cool, uh, so what are you going to have for lunch? And they're like, well, I'm going to have biscuits and gravy or, uh, you know, a burrito supreme. And I'm like, how are you going to be interested in knowledge and intelligence and the earth and reality and then go and take some stuff that isn't food and stick it into your human animal, you know? So you have to take it seriously and, and wonder what the point of it is.
1: That's funny because actually I have one of these questions written down here on, um, for people who ask what your purpose might be here since everything's so crazy and everything's so corporate now. You can't like start something, it's all based on money. No one has any sort of passion, which was another topic I wanted to touch on. And I've even heard people say that they feel like uh, the NPC characters or like they're not, they're just a pawn. They
0: are. Yeah, it's crazy. Keep that question. That's, that's interesting. So you're right. People are NPCs. That's a great metaphor analogy. I mean, you meet a lot of people who don't have their own thoughts. They do not have their own thoughts. These people literally are just repeating things they've seen on Instagram, Netflix, uh songs you know and they're and they're just repeating this stuff all day long they literally don't have their own thought
1: well what's crazy is i i've even seen some people who have said that like they know that that is who they are Mm -hmm. and i don't know if they're comfortable with being that or if they would want to break that cycle somehow well i
0: think being an npc is comfortable because and for those of you who don't know out there npc means non-player character kind of like if you're in a video game and you're playing the video game and the extra little characters on the side that are just kind of bouncing off the walls, doing whatever they do. Those are NPCs. I think being an NPC is, is comfortable. It's non-confrontational. Again, it's like being an NPC is like a new religion. You know, it's non-confrontational. It doesn't cause problems. It's very easygoing. going. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of effort, you know? So in that there's some safety and, and solace and, being the main character, of course, there's the, the goals and the excitement and the danger. There's also the, the thrill of winning or the sorrow of losing. There's all these things, you know, but a lot of people don't want to gamble that. They just want to be there, you know. It's like a lot of people don't want to be on the football field. They want to go to the game and cheer, but they don't want to be hit. By a three hundred pound guy, you know, running full speed. So, <laughs> which I mean, I I understand, but but yeah, what was the what was the original question
1: um, for those people? But how do you know what your purpose is, and if you are real?
0: I th- I think okay, let's just break this down slowly. I think purpose is to. Okay, a conscious mind's purpose here on earth is to experience. Okay, that's your purpose. Your purpose is to experience this. That's why it has formed. That's why it is here. And that's why you have senses. So that is everyone's purpose. The goal is to master the experience. OK, so basically it's like you are in a simulation, you are in a video game. It's a it's a life. Right. Which life is like the word file. OK, it's, you're in a file. OK. And you're experiencing the game. The game's going to last approximately 100 years, you know, give or take a few, depending on what you've eaten and what you've done. Um, but you're to experience it and to learn to have mastery over the game. And I believe that if you can master the game, then you can master the death. If you can master the death, you can master the afterlife. So you're going to learn while you're here to experience it, to not fear, to learn to control your emotions. You know, uh, life is a game of experiencing emotions. That's why you have senses. So that's the purpose.
1: That actually kind of smoothly transitions
0: to my other uh point oh, hold on you, uh, a good way is you asked me this you said how can you know what is truth and and here's a good example a truth of experiencing life and what is your purpose is easy if you look at yourself then you know that your body is aging every day and you know that you cannot save it you are going to grow old and you're going to die period so what does that mean well there's no use in trying to save the body Okay, All you can do is try and preserve it as well as you can so that you can survive long enough to learn to save the mind. The mind exists outside of time and space. So, if you can learn to master the mind, you have now mastered experience, life and death. You now, like Jesus said, now have the keys to hell and death. (laughs) Right? So, that's the big one. But anyway, what were you saying?
1: Um for so if that's all about emotion everything's for emotion and experience everything now has killed that
0: yes that's their goal satan's goal
1: so for people how can they be more passionate while everything is run on the internet and it's all corporate and there's no love or even hate or anything for them to feel, to be passionate for something?
0: Well, you know, it's it's for people who say they don't believe in religion. I think that this podcast might might help some people flip over on that one. Religions are terrible. Christianity is a great learning tool, right? Uh, even Jesus said that. Don't go to church. It's a terrible place. It's full of uh, criminals and people trying to make money. So if you... Okay, look. Go go back to the original. What was the question? What's the question? How
1: can people be more passionate?
0: Okay. You can realize that it's not passionate. What was the question?
1: That was how how to be more passionate. Because you were just talking about how everything was supposed to be about experience and emotion and how now everything has been taken away from it oh that's what i was
0: going to say it's um that's that's satan's ultimate goal so that's the antichrist right so you're jesus and you become the christ and then you live and die for this thing right you experience it to be to be god to be the subconscious so the antichrist goal right the anti-life Is someone who can take that life from you they want you not to experience it they want you not to learn to master it their goal is to stifle you okay in any direction and you can't learn if you believe things and work off your emotions you cannot it's impossible so they know that and so what they do is they want you to believe in all these things like believe in movements and political parties and different religions and different ideas and all these things because you can't disprove them to yourself So you're gonna struggle internally and you'll never understand what the hell's going on, right? And in the meantime, you're not experiencing life, right? Yeah. So what you can do is you can wake up every day and be like, wow, thank God, man, there's fresh air. This is amazing. The goal of life is to experience it and to create. You wanna be like the creator. So create things, okay? So whether it's art, music, books, sculpture i don't know what it is that you like to do but do it and do it totally for the sake of doing it whether anyone sees it or not or whether you make money off of it or not do it because you enjoy it and that alone will give you time to do something intelligently by yourself for nothing more than yourself And in doing that, you're going to learn so much about yourself. Don't do it for profit. Everybody nowadays wants to do everything for money. And that has literally ruined the world, right? Because let's take uh, something like artwork, for example. If you paint a beautiful painting, and that painting takes you a year to paint it, okay? Because it's that beautiful. It took a year to paint it. Then at the end of the year, somebody buys your painting and you make $1,000 on that painting. Well, man, you have to live for a year on $1,000. You're probably gonna go hungry, okay? So all you think about is, wow, how can I paint 20 paintings in one year and get the same money, right? Okay, well, you can paint 20 paintings, but they won't be as good because you'll have done them faster and they'll be sloppy and so, therefore, the world is like, wow, if I could paint 20 paintings, I'd get 20000 a year. Well, if I could paint 100, i get get 100000 a year. If I could paint a million, I'd get a million a year, you know. And they go on and on and on. Well, the paintings get worse and worse and worse. So, instead of the quality of life being better and creation being better, it actually gets worse because all you think about is the monetary value. So, And that's why Jesus said, you know, basically, money is the root of all evil. So... And I don't think it's money that's evil, I think it's the things that go with it, you know, obviously interest and the debauchery and the, you know, whatever, that stuff, but, yeah.
1: Um, so that kind of also goes into this point where everyone's kind of where this, is art dead now for that? And how to think about that, because everything has been basically raped from the, it being industry, turned into an industry.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, like I said, it goes back to the money thing, you know, it's, uh, anytime you put a monetary value on something, it's no longer art, you know, it's now it's a commodity. So what do you do with commodities? Well, you try and sell more and more and more and faster, 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 make more money, keep the overhead low, make your profit margins higher. Therefore you're now selling basically fidget spinners for 20 bucks a piece that cost a penny to make, you know, and, and it's keeping people busy. Somebody gets rich and the rest of the world goes retarded so i mean it's a double-edged sword you know i personally believe that you should create beautiful things because they're beautiful and you should make beautiful things that last archivable stuff you know things that last beautiful music will always last beautiful art will always last beautiful books and writings will always last you know uh you have people out there who are are sick and twisted man all they want to do is create things that are quick make lots of money off of it and and they create a lot of things that damage people you know they hurt the world man music that brings you down tears up your values you know turns you into an asshole artwork that makes you angry and looks you know either evil or slutty or whatever I mean these things are they're not good you know what you want to do is make things that that make you feel alive and happy and energetic you know the biggest thing that satan can do you know, I, I say Satan, but it's, it's anything. It's a, uh, an institution, a company, another person. Anyone who takes the energy away from you is Satan, you know. But one of the things they do is they make it appealing to be miserable and have nothing and like da- disgusting things. You know, and if you just look at the world, they're like that. But what you want is to have things that inspire you and make you feel great. If you wake up in the morning, and you see, and you smell fresh air, and then you eat food, and it's real food. Like, let's say you wake up and you eat a couple eggs, and maybe some real oatmeal, uh, maybe a banana, and drink a bottle of water, you feel amazing, right? Uh, turn that around, and you wake up and you smell the air conditioner or the heater, and then you go in and eat some kind of waffle with fucking pretend bacon on it and some kind of fake meat and some kind of crazy cheese that's processed in Yugoslavia or something, you know, you just slap all this crap together and stick it in your body. Just wash it down with some kind of chemical energy drink that somebody marketed to you. And then the next thing you know, you feel like crap and you can't think straight. You can't be happy. You can't be energetic. So what do you do? You run to the next thing that can help fix that. Now, maybe you're going to go, You know get some other kind of drink or maybe go get some weed or go get some kind of you know pill that's going to help you from your doctor or something well now now you're on this downward spiral where you're eating fast food and you're taking all these things and and you can't think straight you know what you want to do is wake up and go okay i feel amazing i'm going to work on my mind i'm going to keep my body agile and i'm going to do enough work to where i can make money to buy food and then i'm going to create beautiful things and i'm going to sit around and i'm going to think about the world around me and try to understand this experience i mean that's the ultimate goal
1: so would you say that was the downfall of mankind right now and that also goes along with my other question well the
0: allegorical story the downfall of man was intelligence and that's a hard pill for most people to swallow but the downhill spiral the fall of man was intelligence was taking the intelligence from the mind and spitting it out of his mouth and telling people about it. Because then people take it. Let's let's say that you're you're uh, I, uh, Isaac Newton or you're, you're Einstein, right? And you've got these great ideas. And you, you're really trying to figure out reality and figure out the world around you. And you're so happy. And you spit this knowledge out. And the guy down the street hears it. And he's like, wow, I could take that knowledge and I could create a weapon. You know, I could take that knowledge and I could... I could make some cheap tennis shoes and I could charge $700 a shoe for it and I could make everybody in the world walk stupid now because I just sold them some crappy shoes for a thousand bucks, right? Okay So that's taking knowledge and using it for bad shit. and that's basically what's happened with the world. Every time you meet someone now, what's the first thing they say? Oh, I want to be a musician, I want to be a rapper, I want to be a tattoo artist. I want to be a. I want to be a car uh, driver. I want there all these cool things, right? And then you go, why do you want to do that? And they go, oh, man, you can get rich doing that. They have no love for the art. They have no love or passion for creating. What they have a love for is money, right? So, yeah, I mean, taking intelligence and using it for money is no more than mental prostitution. You know, that's all I see. And basically in prostitution, all you're doing is fucking yourself. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. What else you got over there? Um for the first episode, which I think is going amazing. Hope you too. guys like it. Let us know. What do you got?
1: So with that one, I guess it kind of went a different way than I'm this question may go along with, but why did people start recessing with the way they present themselves, the way they act, the way they look, the they way were
0: they were told talk? to simple answer people believe that a long time ago people were smarter and they're that a long time ago people were dumber and now they're getting smarter right yeah okay this is actually the exact opposite of what's happening the exact opposite and
1: we can see that
0: yeah you can see it they've now made ugly pretty they've made dumb cool uh smartphones have turned people stupid uh Food is the, one of the conversations we always have when nobody's around is food. That, that's the craziest thing. The most basic thing of humans. And humans have now learned to drink things that are not water, to eat foods that are not food. The oat, oat milk and uh, impossible burgers and impossible foods and all these things. These aren't even foods. They're not food. Okay.
1: I remember as a kid reading the Scholastic articles in the magazines, talking about the new sciences and how they were now growing burgers. I was like, huh? "Yeah, no way." Yeah,
0: and if you look at the people who eat this stuff, they're not healthy. They're not. They They don't look like wild animals anymore. You can't see the muscle structure of them. You can't see them move. They don't have a lot of energy. Um, it's because they're, they're literally dying of malnutrition. They're filling their cells with cardboard. The, one of the arguments we had about living in the simulation was you can see the simulation you're living in when you start to believe that you're eating macaroni and cheese and you call it food, right? right. There's no food in macaroni and cheese, okay? It's literally paper, cardboards, waters, food coloring, chemicals, there's literally no food in there but you eat it and then tell yourself oh i love macaroni and cheese it's food but you've been lied to you're in a simulated food situation you know (laughs) yeah and so it's the same thing with all this uh impossible foods and and processed foods and all these things you know you go get a tv dinner that can last 10 years in a freezer Man, there's no animal on the planet that's going to eat that, you know, but a human has been told it's okay, you know, and in a pinch, it'll get you through a day, but you shouldn't live on that. You should live on food. Anything that walks, swims, flies, right? Eat it. If it grows, grab it and eat it. Another thing that humans do that's really crazy, um, they've been taught because remember, they don't, humans don't think. They're told 10 things and then they pick one of those 10 things and think they thought of it. Yeah, but, right. Right, but they didn't. They, they just pick some of the stuff they've been told and say they like it.
1: They're like, that makes me feel the best
0: in Yeah, I like this one. I'm going to stick with this one. So people do this weird thing now and it's really a Western culture thing. But it's rare that you meet a human being who will go to the store and buy vegetables or fruits and just eat them, right? <laughs> right. They, they've got to cook them. They've got to put stuff all over them. They've got to coat them in something. They've got to like, you know, once you get a vegetable hot, it starts losing its nutrients. So why would you cook it? That's crazy, right? And then the other thing is they rarely eat meats or fish. And the reason for that is well, one of the big conspiracies is they don't want you to be healthy, so they tell you, "Oh, don't eat animals. You know, eat these, <laughs> eat these plants." They're, what's crazy is that's an old trick the uh, kings used to do to the peasants. Right? The kings would be like, "Oh, no, no, no! You don't need all these fruits and vegetables and wild game. Uh, we'll save those for the king. You guys can have these potatoes, right?" All right. Potatoes and cake. Yeah, potatoes and cake. Yeah, and they and the peasants would throw a fit right? Marie Antoinette style. The peasants are starving to death and the king would go, Oh, let them have cake because there's no food in cake. It tastes great. The peasants love it. It's colored. It's sweet. It looks cool. It'll fill you up. But after a while, the peasants start to die off and get sick because they're dying of malnutrition. So that's what's happening right now in society. They're telling you there's not enough food for everybody, but what they're really doing is they're saving the good food for themselves and feeding you...
1: Ramen noodles.
0: Yeah, ramen noodles and impossible burgers, (laughs) you know? And then then you've got these people out there that are like, yeah, I like those. I like not having confrontation. I like not having anything, you know? When the truth is, is this is your experience. This is your life. Uh, You need to be in touch with your own mind, that intelligence that's deeply in you, Know that you're a a cell, a living cell, just like any other animal has. And you need to eat real food, drink real water, uh, experience life, uh, be active and exercise. Um, And those things alone, and then create. You know, artificial intelligence did some things that philosophers and scientists haven't been able to do in thousands of years of research. If you ask the average human... What do you want the most in life? Most humans will say, I just want to be happy, right? The problem is, is ask a human what their definition of happy is.
1: That's a real thing.
0: Yeah, it's a real thing. So there is there is no definition of happiness, okay?
1: Before I'm going to cut you off yeah. just for one second because we keep touching on ai and i this is the first episode so i kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper into that before we talk about it more so people can better understand what ai is
0: yeah artificial intelligence yeah yeah basically most humans don't understand what artificial intelligence is and that's how they're keeping control but it's basically all of the information in the world in a split second can give you the answers okay so humans are artificial intelligence we're just we have very limited information and we're really slow at processing it but we're basically ai
1: it's not siri guys
0: so what were we talking about
1: what's ai's definition of happiness
0: yeah so if you ask a human a human will say i want to be happy and the problem is is no one's been able to define what happiness is well now artificial intelligence (laughs) with trillions of parameters of information has finally defined what happiness is and it's Pretty, it's pretty stunning, it's pretty exciting, but the definition of happiness in any human being on earth is learning something new. Now just let that soak in for a minute. The definition of happiness is learning something new. Therefore, anytime you're unhappy, if you want to change that and become happy, go learn something new pick up an instrument uh draw something read something and don't do something you like go if you're a if you're a man and you're a very macho kind of dude and you like to work out and do stuff or whatever go learn how to uh sew a shirt right (laughs) okay if you're a woman and you're a very feminine woman and you like to sew and make cookies and do those things Go learn how to build a dog house. Okay. So the reason I said those two things is not to be chauvinistic in any way. It's just take, take the exact opposite and do something new, you know, something that you find interesting that maybe you've never done before, you know, or sit down, learn algebra. Yeah. Yeah. Most adults don't know algebra, you know, <laughs> sit down and learn algebra. That's, that's fun. You know, sit down and learn how to read music. That's fun. um, Learn something new. That's the definition of happiness. And the reason that's happy is because you learn something new. Your mind is active. You get to create. And you feel fulfilled yeah, that you did something. You feel accomplished. Yeah, you feel accomplished. It's nice. The interesting thing about that was AI also defined what unhappiness was. And you would think it's not learning something new, right?
1: Being stagnant.
0: No, it's not. Unhappiness was actually defined as anything that differs from your belief system. Interesting. Right. Which means this. You're going through the day and then someone does something you don't like and you're unhappy about it. Well, the problem isn't that they did something you don't like. It's that you don't like it. So try to turn that around and understand that you could like that too and the unhappiness will go away. Right. Right? If maybe the guy in traffic in front of you at the red light won't go, right? when the light turns green, he won't go. You get very unhappy and start honking at him. How about this? Instead go, hey, that's cool. He waited a little bit longer. I wasn't ready to go anyway, right? And you just enjoy sitting there waiting. That's cool.
1: That uh, makes me laugh because it makes me think about our conversations of good and bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. The tree of good and bad in the Garden of Eden.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there is no good or bad. Good, good or bad is defined by societal uh, limitations, morals. Yeah, morals and ethics, dogmas, and all that kind of stuff. Those are all set up by governmental systems. You know, they're basically AI will tell you there is no good or bad. It's, it's just what you believe.
1: I'm, um, I know when I first came here, too. Everyone always asked. So do you think murder is okay and everyone gets all quiet and weird, but there's always some person that's like, well, you know,
0: sometimes
1: <laughs> things get a little wishy-washy. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, well, murder's not okay unless you're fighting in an army and then you've got an agenda or unless you need a deer sandwich or, you know, yeah, there's always, yeah, there's always stipulations. It's cognitive dissonance. That's the people who are like, I would never hurt an animal while they're eating their chicken sandwich. Right. Right. Yeah, always. So I think what we're going to do is we're at a 45-minute mark for our first episode. We kind of tested the waters. We're going to go ahead and put this up. And tomorrow night, we're going to try a legitimate podcast conversation where we're going to pick a topic and go down a rabbit hole and see if we can't turn your brain into mashed potatoes so i hope everyone enjoyed this
1: yeah the pilot of the second coming
0: yep the second coming and uh we'll see you all tomorrow night
1: fare thee well
0: fare thee well